You know, one of the missing pieces of kids understanding how to develop and develop grit and resilience and tenacity and overcoming change and challenge really comes at the forefront of people around them really understanding emotional intelligence. Now, we happen to be certified in emotional intelligence and do an assessment called EQI 2.0. And what's really interesting about it is it really teaches people how to really look in the mirror and self-discover. Now, there are five tenets of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, motivation, and social skills. I want to focus on the first two, self-awareness and self-regulation. Self-awareness is really being aware of your own behaviors, really being aware of how you come off to other people. And so when you think about the true definition of self-awareness, it's the ability to recognize and understand your own moods, emotional reactions and drives, as well as those attributes of other people. Now, self-regulation, the ability to control and manage disruptive impulses and moods the ability to suspend judgment and to think before acting. Now, let me go back to self-awareness. There's a great study done by a woman by the name of Tasha Yurik, and she talks about that in her survey, she asked people, are you highly self-aware? 95% of the people said yes. When she tested them, only 10% came back. Now, think about this for a second. Just fundamentally, think about this. A parent goes to a coach and is upset that their kid is not playing enough. And I love to use youth sports sports examples for the fact that I've coached volleyball and, you know, I've dealt with this and I've seen parents and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I will say, is it tough to watch your kid sit on the bench? Yes. I have never, ever, ever gone to a coach and complained, Ever. Ever. Was it hard? Oh my gosh, yes. Was I upset that he wasn't playing or she wasn't playing? Oh, of course I was. And so that goes at the major tenet of self-awareness. I know that if I go to a coach and I complain, I have an objective. Is my objective truly to find out why he or she's not playing? Or is the objective to get them more playing time? Now, be honest with yourself. It's hard. I'll never forget... My son got cut from the freshman baseball team, and the varsity coach happened to be a friend of mine. And I remember I got a number of phone calls from dads in the area saying, well, why don't you call the coach? I heard his son is your client at the Milwaukee Brewers. And I said, well, yeah. And I sat there after about two or three calls. I'm like, this is nuts. What if I was successful and I got my kid back on the team? He would be ostracized by the other kids and the other parents, and justifiably so. So I had to demonstrate the second tenet of emotional intelligence, self-regulation, the ability to control and manage disruptive impulses and moods, the ability to suspend judgment. The coach did not cut him because he hated my kid or it was personal. He had a tough decision. It doesn't matter if I agree or disagree with him. So I want to share this with you. I had a parent come to me. We had started the boys' volleyball program, started it. So I took the job knowing we were going to lose for two or three years, if not longer. And a parent came to me and said, I really want to find out what my son needs to do to improve. And I said, 
Okay. I said, what else would you like to know? And I always teach this as a coaching technique. Now, this is a crass analogy, so forgive it, especially in this day and age, is get them to unload their gun. What I mean by that is get all the bullets of complaints out now, and then I'll I'll deal with each one. Don't deal with each bullet one at a time because it fuels emotion. And she said, well, I just, you know, the second thing is, you know, what does he need to do to get playing time? There it is. Number one was a smoke screen, I think. What does he need to do to get better? I said, well, let me address number one first. Then I'd like to come to number two. Is, is that okay? And she said, yes. And I said, great. What I'd like to also do is ask you a question before I answer your question. Is that cool with you? And she said, um, sure. Now, she hesitated. So I'm narrating this very simple conversation I had years ago. And she said, well, sure. And what she was expecting was me to answer. So normally when coaches get this, they get put into a very precarious position. And so she thought I was going to be on my heels. I think she thought that. So I went back to her and I said, well, what's your understanding of why he's not playing? She goes, well, I don't know. That's why I'm here. I said, well, it's interesting. I said, are you here for yourself or your son? Don't answer just yet because I need to share something with you if that's cool. She said, sure. I go, your son knows why he's not playing. Your son's direct comment to me was, coach, I get it. I know where I'm at on the team. No problem. I love a, love being a part of the team. So hearing that, I have to ask you something. Your son knows. You didn't know what your son knew. So is this about you or is this about your son? And she said, well, I guess it's about me. And her emotion dissipated. I said, hey, look, first of all, I love your kid. I said, well, what do you see when he's on the bench? Well, he's jumping around and he's having fun. And I smile at her. I said, yeah, now you know why he's on the team. And oh, by the way, your first question about improving, he's getting so much better. It's awesome. He's playing behind one of the best kids in state. It's going to be tough. And so I'll do whatever I can, but I promise you, he will not be playing a lot. What I really want your son to have is a great experience. She said, you know what? I think he's having that. Now, not all parent interactions go like that. Yet, had I said, well, you know, he, he's getting better, the parent would have heard he's playing more Thursday night. Or, you know, he's, um, he's really starting to improve, and, I, and I'll see what I can do. The parent just heard probably what? He's playing Thursday night. So what happens is people don't suspend judgment. They don't self-regulate what they hear. We tend to hear what we want to hear. So I want to go back to my son. When he got cut from the baseball team, I remember asking him a question. I said, you know, you have a choice in about two weeks. And he was upset. He was the only one of his friends to get cut. And he said, what's that? I said, well, you have a choice to go to that game or not go to that game. And he goes, well, I said, well, just, just hear me out before you, before you respond. I want to just help you with a couple thoughts. And I calmed my language down. I said, while you might think the cut was unfair, your friends did not cut you. I see that your phone is blowing up because your friends are seeing if you're okay. You just found out something most people don't find out their whole life. You got a lot of friends. And he smiles. And I said, so you have a choice of going to that game or not going to that game. 
Not going to that game tends to give the perception of playing the role of victim. So whatever choice you make, I will support you. But I think it's an integrity move to potentially go to that game. But again, it's not wrong if you don't go. He was the only kid cut to go to that game. Next year, went out for JV. He made it. I said, you're going to go out for varsity? He said, no, I'm not good enough. Those guys are so much better than me, dad. I'm going to go and watch him though. And he became self-aware. Then he got involved in golf where he really excelled. See, that's the experience teaching you. And what he cultivated was self-awareness. Now, like all kids, he still has his blind spots. We have blind spots. If we cultivate self-awareness and we self-regulate and we get people to look at situations opportunistically, our kids are going to be better positioned for the workplace. Isn't that the ultimate goal? You know, we get into these analogies of scholarships and pro you know, sports and stuff, that's less than like 0.002% of our kids. The odds are against us from day one. 